week I preached on the means of grace. I outlined the theology of the means of grace, of sacramental theology, in which we talked about the main, main ways in which we receive God's grace. How God communicates to us His love, His favor, His presence, His power, His nourishment, His strength, His will. How God communicates to us His joy and His peace and His wonderful majesty. How we receive God's love and strength and power is the essence of the means of grace theology. And we heard about it in the various means or the instruments that the church has recognized over the centuries as those means of grace that are most important, like scripture, like worship, like the pre preaching of scripture, like fellowship together, like service together, like giving and indeed, like the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion. And today, we're going to look at the sacrament of Holy Communion as a means of grace, as a means by which God communicates to us His wonderful, powerful grace, the real presence of Jesus, which enables us and empowers us to be truly the body of Christ in this world. And we're going to do that based upon the reading today from the book of Exodus, this powerful reading regarding the manna which came down out of heaven. And of course it begins with the basic fact that the Israelites had been taken out of captivity, they had been taken out of bondage, they had been taken out and through the sea and into the wilderness, and now they are whining and complaining because they are hungry. Oh, if only we had died! And by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You brought us out specifically to kill us. Huh. You forgot you were slaves, didn't you? You forgot that you had to make bricks without straw. You forgot about Pharaoh killing the firstborn sons. You forgot about all that, did you? Hmm. If only we had died by the hand of the Lord of the land of Egypt, rather than dragging us out here to die of hunger and thirst in the desert. They whined and they complained. They whined and they complained. They whined and they complained. Sounds a whole lot like us at times. When we are hungry, when we are lost, when we are afraid, the very first thing we do is whine. And wonder, where will our strength come? Where will we get sustenance? Where will we receive God's amazing grace? How can we possibly make it when we are stuck here in this wilderness? Exhausted, tired, aimless, and feeling like we're without hope. That's where the Israelites were. They were out in the wilderness. Yes, they had seen God's amazing handiworks in Egypt during the plagues, and now in escaping from Pharaoh. But they still had questions. They still doubted, and they still complained. In many ways, we haven't changed, have we? We still wander 
we still whine and we still complain. And especially when we cannot see where the source of our strength and our nourishment is going to come. And especially when the times get tough. And especially when we are at a loss for what's going to happen next. Then we usually begin to stumble in our faith and go astray. We are so much like the Israelites. The people of God have always been this way. Faithful in one moment, amazed by God's grace in the next moment, stumbling in the third moment. The disciples were that way. Shouldn't it be any surprise that we are that way too? Jesus knew it. Jesus knew that we need to be reminded again and again and again that God's grace is there, that God's strength is there, that God's grace and strength are ready for us to receive if only we will say yes. That's why there are instruments in the means of grace. Folks, I have faith. Things that we can latch on to. The written word of God that we can latch on to. The hymns of the church that we can latch on to. And the sacrament of Holy Communion that we can latch on to as a source of of God's grace. And that's what the people needed in the wilderness. Yes, they were hungry. Yes, God's going to provide them a miracle provision. Quail and man. Quail and man. Manna. Manna, the what is it bread. When they looked at the manna that had fallen on the ground, they looked at it and they said, what is it? In Hebrew, what is it? Is mana. Mana. The what is it bread? What is this? It's manna. Eat it. It's good food. Collect it. And eat it. This calling to receive God's grace, to receive God's miracle provision, to receive what God has to give us comes to us even today in the church. The uh, Jews were complaining to Jesus. They, they were saying to him, our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. Over in John chapter 6, beginning at verse 31. Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. What are you going to do? And then Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. But it is my Father who gives you the true bread of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I mean, after all, yes, God rained upon you manna. But what is it, bread? And you ate it, and you ate your fill, and you lived. For what? But that's not true bread. That's not true bread. And they said to him, well, give us this bread always. That ought to be our cry, by the way. Give us this bread always. Not just on the first Sunday of the month, but always. Give us this bread always. And Jesus said, verse 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never 
be thirsty. Jesus is the bread of life. I don't know about you, but I like to eat. That, that children's sermon that Mark told me, told us here, told the kids just a few minutes ago, got me hungry. Hot buttered rolls, yummy, 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 yum. Oh. Give us this bread always, they cried. And Jesus said, verse 48, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. Yes, they lived for a while. Yes, it gave them sustenance. Yes, it, it quenched their hunger there in the desert. But eventually they died. It was temporary sustenance. It was sustenance for this life. It was a sustenance that lasted for the day. It was what they needed. It was the daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It was the daily bread. And they still died. They ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread. And there, by the way, the Greek is pretty clear. He's pointing to something. What's he pointing to? Himself. This. This right here in front of me. Me. Jesus says about himself. This is the bread that came down from heaven. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world, right now Protestants are getting nervous. <clears throat> this is one they don't want to hear. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Flesh. Oh, he can't possibly mean he's going to give us our his flesh to eat. And he says a couple of verses later, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, I live in you and you live in me. And if you don't, you won't. Ooh. That makes me nervous. I don't really like that. What might Jesus mean by that? While the bread and the wine may not be transformed, 
we do say that while we still look and smell and probably even still taste like us, we become the body of Christ. We are transformed in our very substance into Jesus for a broken and hurting world to receive. We say in the prayer, in the 89 hymnal, if you want to look it up while we're going through the prayer in the service today. We pray the prayer of blessing. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on this gift of bread and wine. Make it be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. When we come to the table and we receive the bread and the wine, we are receiving into ourselves the grace, the strength, the power, the what is it bread, the manna, the bread of heaven that comes to nourish us, but not just for our own purposes, not just for our own wealth, not just to nourish us in our own hunger, but indeed to nourish us so that we might then reach out to others with the hands of Christ and speak the words of Christ and share the heart of Christ. The heart of love, the heart of faith, the heart of forgiveness, the heart of acceptance, a heart that has been transformed into the very heart of Jesus. We come to the table of the Lord and eat the bread of heaven. We come to the table of the Lord and receive the bread of heaven. We come to the table of the Lord and receive this New Testament man, Jesus Christ our Lord. Not just for our own edification, but so that we may be the body of Christ, reaching out to a broken and hurting world. Today, as you come and receive this means of grace, I invite you to be open to the transforming grace of Jesus that can move through your life and transform you and remake you. And as you eat of this what is it bread, as you eat of this manna, as you eat of Christ Jesus our Lord and his wonderful grace for us, as you come and partake of this means of grace, may you truly be open and transformed into his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears, his lips. Become the body of Christ in you. For a world that is so, so hungry and so thirsty for the grace of God. A grace that we are given to share. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in 
Listening to a sermon by Dr. Gregory Neal, Senior Pastor of the First United Methodist Church in Commerce, Texas, and Rector of Grace Incarnate Ministries. Copyright 2014 by Dr. Gregory S. Neal. All rights reserved. For more information and for other sermons by Dr. Neal, visit us on the web at www.revneal.org. That's www.revneal.org. You are also invited to visit us in person at First United Methodist Church, 1709 Highway 24, Commerce, Texas, 75428. This program was produced by Dr. Greg Neal.